1: The most exciting roller coaster ride of a regular season culminated in an equally memorable final weekend of conference tournaments, complete with upsets everywhere and topped off with two at large picks that caused great debate. We review the tournaments, discuss the bids, make our Harvard Bucknell pick, talk D3 National Championship, and more on this episode number 27 of the Cross Pass Podcast. Thanks for listening. Well, I think that turned out to be everything and more that we ever expected. That vegan dinner we just had? Oh,
0: God, no. (laughs) Because that was... (laughs) That's a no for me, dog.
1: Yeah. All you vegans out there, I don't know how you guys do it. Hey, the food was good, but I don't ever expect to have a meal that good every time if it's vegan. Yeah, it
0: was full of flavor, I guess. I mean, I didn't hate it at all. No, not at all. But, uh... I just don't think I could do it like we talked about. I don't know if anybody out there is vegan or if you've ever had just a pure vegan meal. But, uh, yeah, it's just not for me. It's not my lifestyle.
1: The drink I had was good. (laughs) I had water. It was good, too. But uh, That's it. Um, Yeah, shouts out to our guy, Ron. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ron C. Yeah, just went and had a little birthday dinner with the guy and some friends. Yeah. But, anyway... That's, that's not what here that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> Fantastic start we're off to here right now, aren't we? Yeah. Um yeah, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Um it's eleven oh two PM Tuesday, November twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA men's water polo conference tournaments came to a conclusion on Sunday, and what a absolutely wild weekend, honestly from start to finish. Yeah. A lot of
0: games a lot of controversy controversy
1: but we'll get into that yeah we will <laughs> um so yeah this is the Crossfast podcast
0: episode number 27 we are the same age as our as our
1: oh my god i'm doing terrible tonight <laughs> as okay, our podcast man. i'm tired hey take a few deep breaths you got yeah. this so yeah the podcast is as old as yes, we are now correct doesn't feel good. No. But anyway, um, so yeah, follow us on Twitter at CrossPassPod. Uh, yeah, please interact with us. Uh, the season, please interact with us. <laughs> pretty please. <laughs> um, yeah, just the season is kind of finally coming to a close-ish. We're going to have a week off here um, before we hit the NCAA tournament and the Division Three tournament. Um, and so, like I said, we just have a lot to talk about. I think a lot to break down. And I know me personally, I'm, like, pretty excited to talk about this stuff because we kind of spend the whole season kind of, like, grinding through, like, just monologuing about games and scores and just speculating as much as we possibly can. And now, like, we have some real shit to talk about. Correct. And a lot of it, too. Like, there's actually, like, some debate going on, like, a lot of controversy, I guess, if you will. And uh, so, yeah. And if you didn't know... Our podcast is on the Believe Podcast Network, Mm -hmm. which is your number one sports podcast. The only place for a show for every team in your city and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I believe. So, as always, we're going to start things off with trivia here. Just one. Yeah, so our last, (laughs) uh, just one trivia question. Um, So, the last one was John Mann had been admitted into Cal's Athletics Hall of Fame and the question was where does he rank on the golden bears all-time scoring list and with how many goals completely forgot what i said that's all right you want to know the answer yeah the answer is third all-time with 218
0: damn i think i said third with 245 or something
1: like that i yeah i don't remember okay Okay.
0: we should keep track of those there it is on my end
1: and uh this week's i thought it was a little bit interesting um what is the most losses an NCAA men's champion team had on its record? And then for bonus points, try to guess which team it was and what year. Uh Um
0: Man, I don't know.
1: Because like for background, if people didn't know, yeah. Like pretty much the team that wins the NCAA championship, which is like one of the big four always, they only end up with that's, zero to like three losses. That's what I was you know? gonna say. Like, I'm like Pretty much none. It's definitely, not. yeah. Uh,
0: I'm just going to say, I'm going to throw out a number seven. And I don't know, the team in bonus year, or I don't know, man. I'm just going to say seven. I just want to stick with the number seven. All right. Yeah.
1: Um. So, yeah, if you guys think that you have the answer, go ahead and tweet it at us at CrosspassPod. Um, I ask people to send us questions to talk about tonight. Mm hmm. On. Um, yeah, I saw those. Yeah, on Monday, and uh, but people were DMing them to us. Yeah, say it out loud on Twitter say so that you other, chest. say it with your chest so that other people can. Is there still a character like limit? Two eighty. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like a DM is the same. I don't know, mm. but the point remains. I've never slid into anybody's DM, so I don't know how. Never much in my life. Go never down. Never have I ever. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your fingers there, people. Yeah, that's one for you. Alright, so on tonight's episode, um, obviously Conference Championship Weekend, that's the big headliner. That's what this whole entire thing is basically going to be about, um, including the at-large bids, which went to USC and the University of Pacific, not in that order. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the tourney. Um, I also asked on Sunday night if you could put together, like, a, like how would you seed an 18-best-of-the-rest like best of the rest tournament? So teams that didn't make it into the big show. And uh, just kind of Bosco and I tweeted out ours. Um, I think we got a couple of other responses, so we'll talk about like who we put there and why and how we how we think it'll come out. Um, We're gonna recap really quick the CIF Southern Section finals from a couple weekends ago, and finally uh, USA released its men's junior national team roster for an upcoming tournament, um, like the week after NCAA's. Yeah. So. um, So yeah. As we get started here, we're going to go back and review our preseason predictions because it's finally coming full circle, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened. That's <laughs> exactly what happened. Preseason, and now here. Um, I'll start, and then I won't. So with the Mobka, the M-A-W-P-C, I got this one right. I said the Bucknell Bison. Bison! And that is correct on who won that one. NWPC, I chose Princeton. That was incorrect. Act, the People's Conference, I chose the Whittier Poets. Cash money on that, and then I did a big O for, for the rest of the <laughs> rest of the conferences. GCC, LBC, that's an X. WWPA, UC San Diego, that's an X. NPSF Trojans, that's an X. Two for four. Yeah. Or two for six.
1: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> All right, now for me, uh, I picked George Washington to win the, how do you call it? The Mopka. The Mopka. Um, See, so yeah, I was wrong about that. Uh, I picked Harvard, the Crimson, to win the NWPC. Cha-ching on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked Whittier, also Buckets. Uh, I picked the Gauchos for the GCC. Yeah. And I also picked UC San Diego for the WBPA. And I picked Stanford for the NPSF. So I, too, went 2-4 uh, and four on this one.
0: Uh, no, you went three. Oh, sorry, three and three. Three
1: and mistake. three, yeah. Three and three. Look at that. A solid 500, a C average. There you go. Past the class. Um, now, I just kind of wanted to talk about just the regular season in general. This is just by far, it's been the most exciting and competitive one yet. Like, literally from start to finish. Just, like, so much parody. Um, you had asked me on that first episode of the season what storyline I was most excited to see unfold uh-huh. and i said that i was really excited to see how the gcc would turn out and that was exactly it mm-hmm. like that conference alone provided so much stuff to talk about like i couldn't even imagine really what we would have said in all the other episodes <laughs> if it weren't for them honestly yeah and um and this is just the beginning you know like that conference i think is just going to shake things up moving forward with all these upsets that they had this year um, I mean, there was even some scraps there uh, between Pepperdine and UC Santa Barbara at the end of the year. Um, and I just hope that it uh, that it continues. And like I said, it's definitely been the most exciting competitive season, at least in this millennium, at least since I've ever been conscious of NCAA mm-hmm. men's water polo. And um, it's definitely something, like, it was an injection of excitement and intensity that I think the sport desperately needed because we've just been stuck in this just, like, onslaught of big four year after year after year and it's it kind of just had always taken away the excitement because like you had a 25 percent chance at picking who was going to win it all by the end so yeah your thoughts
0: yeah i think you hit everything on the head really yeah, it was a really competitive season there were a lot of i mean you you could call them upsets, but I mean, now that we're here at the end, they weren't necessarily upsets because everybody was pretty even. Yeah, and,
1: we even said it like halfway through the yeah. year, like, are these even upsets anymore? Like yeah. these teams are just legit.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, um, yeah, I think kind of week weekend by weekend, it was almost like who's gonna lose to who as opposed to who's going to beat who, in my opinion. Like, all right, who's going to kind of screw it up here? Yeah. Um, and that's, like, even what happened in the end in this on all these conference tournaments. I felt like there was a lot of games lost rather than won. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole Santa Barbara thing, you know, peaking early and then, you know, kind of falling down towards the end there. But still, like, they kind of put everything on the map right away to get it to where
1: it was. Yeah, I said, like, early on in the year, after they beat Stanford and they had gone 3-0 against the Big Four, I was like, this team is forever going to be remembered for getting this all started, Yeah, in my opinion. Like, they didn't end up winning the conference, they didn't end up making the NCAA tournament, they kind of fizzled out there as things wore on. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but all the other kind of stuff that's been happening with them and like the sanctions and this and that, but like, they're going to be the team that like got it all started, and so I think, you know, like when people look back and hopefully when they, you know, like I said, when people look back and they say, like, where where was the point of inflection in NCAA men's water pool? It's going to start with those gauchos.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, other things too, at Harvard going undefeated, I still think the whole USC situation, like, didn't get as much play as, you know, because there's just other stuff. But like, it just uh, it's crazy, like, there's a season down with Yovan like, number one of the rest of the time now. Yeah. And the Vaviches that are on the team not playing. It could have been
1: way worse too. Like imagine if USC didn't go on this run like they have at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we'll talk about that later. But, I mean,
0: no, I agree 100%. Like if they're not in there, like that's so wild to me in particular. So, uh, but, yeah, just a lot, man. Very competitive year on the men's side.
1: Yeah, even down to the bottom, man. Whittier turned things up in the sky act for once. Yeah. So, and then, so yeah, we've been harping on the GCC, and that's where we're going to get started today, because for me, that was the most exciting tournament yeah. of them all, because obviously the, these four teams, because, you know, San Jose State and UCI just didn't quite have it this time around, mm-hmm. but these other four teams were just, like, providing pure excitement um, the whole way through. So, Pacific, they won their third straight regular season title, um, but they ended up taking fourth yeah. at the tournament. Um, Precede, uh, yeah, like preceding the tournament. you see Santa Barbara and Pepperdine played to determine the number two and three seed going into the tournament, and there was a fight.
0: Yeah, big I still one. haven't seen the fight. Yeah, it's whatever. I mean, you definitely see it go down, and and you can watch up to it, like what happened, and yeah, it just it was building up to it. Like there should have been calls before to not let it get to that point, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, just throwing some blows and things like that. People jumping in the water, but. Yeah, you don't see that one too often, people jumping
1: in off the bench. Yeah. But I bring this up because it's just really funny how it all kind of like played out. Because immediately after the game, so Pepperdine won. Mm -hmm. And they had four players excluded who were going to have to miss their next game. Santa Barbara had two. Now, Pepperdine, by winning, they clinched the number two seed and a first-round bye in the GCC tournament. So it's kind of like you almost want to lose that game because then your players serve the suspension in a game that they're going to win no matter what. Yeah, against UCI, and then they'll have everybody for the quarterfinal or the semifinal, I mean. Yeah. And um, but it ended up not mattering anyway because Pepperdine even downed those players, they still took down the Gauchos in that semifinal.
0: I guess one thing to think about, and I don't know this cuz I don't know the players who were suspended. I Me I, I have no idea. Um maybe uh, they were withheld for the rest of the year or something like that because, I mean, you just – I mean, you really can't be doing that, I guess. You know, you can't be really throwing down. But, you know, a coach is going to play them. But I I also wonder, like, from a collegiate – or, like, from a Santa Barbara administration standpoint, being like, dude, you guys keep fucking up here, man. Like, you got – just coming off a weekend or a week where you got all these sanctions for what happened and stuff like that. And now – you have these players, like, fighting and stuff like that, like, just doesn't look good for Wolf and the rest of the program. Yeah. So, I wonder if it was, like, an administration thing, too. I don't know if they played or not. So, yeah, I'm, like, I, I wonder if they're, like, you know, a dude, like, no, like, this is it. Like, you can't have him play, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it obviously remains to be seen. This isn't, like, college football or something where, yeah. like, like you know, like, Clay Helton will probably get fired by USC, like, yeah. immediately after their game this weekend and and that's yeah. it. So who knows how long it'll take for anything to happen? You, I'm not saying that that the stake has been driven through, and that you know, like
0: no, I'm just saying. Gone, but. No, I'm just saying. I think it's a thing to think about. Again, we, I could be totally wrong, but yeah. if I, if also if I was like an administrator, and things were cracking down like that, I think it'd be something that would cross my mind. Like, oh yeah. Hey, you know what, man? These kids can't play. You don't really have a good grasp on what's going on currently.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, sorry about it. Yep. And um, so, yeah, now moving on, um, UC Santa Barbara, they took down the Pacific Tigers 15-10. Mm-hmm. to 10. Um, So, yeah, so they got their upset against the Tigers, um, which is going to come, again, like I said, full circle later on when we talk about the yeah, large bids because it's just pretty – Fucking crazy! Yeah, I think what happened. Um, And then, where do I have it? Uh, Long Beach. They beat UOP in the semis, thirteen to twelve. Yes. And um, I had said it at the beginning, man. Long Beach was gonna like they were gonna kind of be the ones to storm through that tournament. They had the three one goal losses in the regular season to those other teams, and uh, yeah, I think they. I honestly thought that they were gonna win the tournament. Once I saw they were playing Pepperdine in the final which was a great final. I got to watch it on a live stream. Just super back and forth, like each team going up by a couple of goals on each other, which, you know, high-level play. I think once you get down by, you know, like two, three goals, okay, maybe three, not two, but like three to four goals, it's like pretty hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. And they were, uh, they were able to accomplish that back and forth, and then Pepperdine ultimately took it in their home pool. So congratulations to the Waves for making it, into the big dance, first time since 1997 for them. What happened last time they made the tournament, Bosco? They won. That's right. Is it going to happen again? No. No. <laughs> that's uh, a big no. Um. So some stats from that game. Uh, Rafa Vergara, three for 11, found his old shooting form there in that one. Um, but Austin Stewart really put on for a city, four for six shooting. Is he a junior, Austin? Yeah. No, he's, he's a senior. senior. Yeah, yeah he's a dad. Thought. Yeah. And then um. For Pepperdine, Balash Kosa had four goals and then uh another three players with two goals each. Um Jean Claude Marco had ten saves in goal. And uh yeah, just an overall really great final. Um I think the best team like did end up winning. You know, the home pool advantage thing definitely helps out, obviously. And I I think I said it before, but it's kinda like it's kinda like how I always felt whenever we went to Kowloo and mm-hmm. played. Like you always kinda feel like you, you know, the refs are a little bit on their side. I don't. I'm not saying that was the case here, but it was. It's like a. It's like a difficult area to go and play at. Fuck that area in
0: general. Yeah, I've got hoes there in a CIF game coaching wise. That like, yeah, I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, no, I'm not a fan of that area of refs at all.
1: So with that, um, Pepperdine, like I said, they made it into the tournament, but they're gonna have to play one more game possibly than Pacific. Um, Now, moving on to the WWPA. And I didn't really realize this beforehand because, like, at the beginning of the year, I remember I said, like, if you know WWPA, then you know that the Tritons are good. Davis has won three out of the last four. Yeah, I think... That totally didn't even, like, register with me. Mm -hmm. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. However, I think it must be mentioned that Connor Turnbull-Lindenstadt, by far the leading goal scorer for San Diego didn't play in the tournament, not one single game, Hmm. zeros across the board for him on the Fosh. So I don't know what happened there. I'm not saying that it really would have made a difference because UC Davis beat the Tritons 14 to five in the final. Yeah. Like no chance at all for them. So I just think it would have been interesting to see what might have happened there. But, uh, yeah, I just think the Aggies just kind of got it rolling at the right time. Um, just as any team does, they peaked at the right time. um, Conference awards, I were I was able to find those for most of the, of the conferences, not for the GCC. Uh, Blazo Mitrovic from LMU got player of the year. Grant Snyder got the newcomer of the year for Air Force. And there was no coach of the year award. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of LMU, they blew it big time, man. Yeah. They lost to Santa Clara. Shouts out the Broncos for just, you know, ending the season with a little sweet taste in their mouth.
0: Yeah, Santa Clara. Just, yeah, we have our own history with them, but... Because we beat them!
1: <laughs> That's right, dude. Yeah, LMU losing. 11-10 in the quarterfinals to the Broncos. And then, I mean, they played a super close game with the Tritons too. San Diego only beat them 7-6 in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. So, and then Davis made it to the final by beating Cal Baptist 14-9. So I think that was a good showing by the Lancers as well in their own home pool out there in Riverside. Um, so yeah, congratulations to the Aggies. You've made it to the next round. Now, the MPSF, the tournament that made it on TV, if you're (laughs) you're so privileged to have the Pac-12 network. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Who won that? Uh, Stanford, just like you thought. But earlier on, Cal upsets USC in the semifinals 12-9. Pretty heartbroken about that. And then Cal kind of edged away towards the very end of that game too. USC takes care of business over UCLA though. 10-6 10-6 for the second time in a row, and that was also good enough to get the 2nd out at-large bid, which, which we'll talk about. But either way, they fucking blew it in the semis, like losing to Cal at Cal's home pool, though. Yeah. All these home pool advantage, which I truly believe in. I really think that home pool advantage is a big thing.
1: Especially in, like, the conference tournament yeah. when, like, you know, all the eyes are on you, all the teams are there watching... All that kind of stuff, like yeah,
0: and also even Stanford, you know, just being NorCal, like they're there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Stanford, they edged UCLA 16 to 15 in overtime in the semifinal. So UCLA just two tough losses in a row there for them. Poor Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, like just to round out the year, it's yeah, it's hard to say. Like how much, I don't know. I'm just going to save it all for, because I feel like we're going to spend a long time on this whole selection. Thing. Yeah. So let's just kinda, let's just bust these out.
0: Uh, player of the year, like I think everybody thought it was going to be, Ben Halleck from Stanford, 62 goals, twice in a row. Newcomer of the year, Nicholas Papanikolaou, I think yep. I got that right, yeah. from Cal, 43 goals, led freshman, who Ross said he thought was really good. Yep. Uh, then, Coach of the Year, Mr. John Vargas from Stanford, third in career, third to go back to back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you said, third place in championships were on Pac 12. Don't forget. Oh, about I'm the people, about the oh, I'm getting there. About the people's chance. Oh, I'm getting there. Not to be forgotten. Austin College, 10 9 over PSB.
1: I was in the opening round. In the
0: opening round. And then PSB beat the Ruse, 8 7 to end season. And it's like. So cool that those games were close. Like, I know. Like, they don't have much to play for before, you know, those other ones. But when they meet, like, that's where all of it, that's where it goes, baby. Dude, for all we know, those
1: could have been the most exciting games of the whole tournament. No, that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, absolutely. Like, probably just so much just, like, fist pumping and oh, just sorry. like, ah, like, so amped <laughs> up. So, yeah, that's the people's games right there. Absolutely. I, why weren't those on the Pac-12,
1: man? Dude, you're telling me. Well, actually, you know, maybe because they're not Pac-12 too. Well, that's a goddamn <laughs> good
0: point. If they would have made it to the third place game, do they not get shown?
1: <laughs> we're just going to run like a rerun of volleyball Yeah, or whatever's
0: always on there. Some weird Utah wrestling. You're like,
1: come on, man. What the fuck? Um, all right. So we're going to jump out east here really quick um, to the Mopka. Yep. So our singular plural friends, the Barson down GW, 9-4. Cheerios. In the championship game. Hey, Art, thanks for texting both of us back when we congratulated you. Yep. Real nice guy. Wasn't exactly a congratulatory text, but it did its purpose. It wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, Bucknell, they made it by beating Navy 7-5 in the semis and LaSalle 13-10 in the quarterfinals. And uh, for GW, they... uh, Pretty sure they beat McKendree, right? See, that's the whole thing with, like, with the whole CWPA thing and the, the Mopka West and the Mopka East and this, that, and the other thing. To do. I can't keep track of that. Uh No, they beat Johns Hopkins oh. in the first round, 17-9, and took down the Fordham Rams, oh, 9-5 in the semifinal. No, you're good because it's a very hard thing to keep track of. And, um, and then, yeah, last but not least out there, uh, Harvard, they, they, uh, they took care of business. They ended the regular season 29-0. Yeah. Pretty impressive, if you ask me. Um, and the tournament, yeah, they beat St. Francis 15-9 and then took down Princeton 8-7. Now,
0: this is our conference. <laughs> the People's Conference. The Skyak. And just like we both said, Whittier over CMS Stags 13-12. Uh, Whittier handled Redlands in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. Um CMS, dude, yeah, had to come back against Pomona going down on seven to two after the first quarter. Yeah, give up seven G's in the first quarter. Twitter on Twitter sphere, the Sage Hens athletics kinda I think put the curse on them. They were like Really? Yeah, they were like Sage Hens come out after a monster first quarter laying down seven goals. And then when <laughs> I saw it, I was like, damn, like seven goals. Yeah. Seven to two. And then this is where they really fucked up. They put <laughs> tell me. They put that it was, it was halftime. It was like, and that's final. 9-4, uh, Pomona wins. And I'm like,
1: that's the halftime. <laughs> this isn't college basketball. Yeah, I was <laughs> like,
0: well, who's the person there? Like, do they not see what's going on? Like, so yeah, they put that they won 9-4 at halftime. And oh, then geez. after that, as you know,
1: what a curse. CMS
0: comes back and handles it. And that was at CMS, too, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Another home home pool advantage thing but dude to go down seven to two and then win a game like that is so monster oh yeah that's so wild
1: especially like they're like bitter rivals like both of those pools are literally like 200 yards away from each other so like they're right next to each other i
0: think that's like a huge uh Huge credit to Lonzo. Like, what a coaching adjustment. Whatever you said to your kids, like, whatever you called them, whatever you needed to do <laughs> yeah. in the after that first quarter to get them fired up and then yeah. to get them to play the way you need – you know, needed them to play.
1: To be a fly on the wall during that yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: what I'm saying. And, like, I think they were, they were still down pretty big in the fourth quarter. And they I think they put up, like, a six-pack or something like yeah, that.
1: They, yeah, they, they put them away with a 6-2 fourth
0: yeah. quarter. Yeah, and that's, dude, that's big time. So, dude, shouts out to the Stags. But they ended up, like we said, losing to Whittier. And then the player of the year for Skyak was Dominic Navarez, yeah. the transfer. Could have seen that one come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> LV with the newcomer of the year, though. Really? Yeah. Who? uh starts the last name starts with a b he's from um i forgot oh but uh yeah we got the we got newcomer of the year so i'll hey, take it there you go Heck yeah. yeah good stuff and so both of those teams will be in the division three national championship along with johns hopkins and mit and that will be at whittier college december 7th
1: and 8th
0: can we talk about that for a second yeah
1: I oh Skyac newcomer of the year Alan Barnuevo yeah new, good stuff yeah um Shouts out the Leos I really don't like how they have this tournament happening at the same time as the NCAA tournament why well just for like like publicity sake or like I mean dude it's a four team tournament like just make it the weekend like just make it this upcoming weekend make it the weekend before like get it over with you know like let because think about people like from usa waterpolo, like john abdu like mm-hmm. this is a usa waterpool event so he should probably be there but he also was probably going to want to see yeah. the people at the nc2as because he's like the high performance officer or whatever his, his job title is yeah and just like everybody like that you know like people are going to want to try to be in both places at once and they can't and so i just think it would have been the smarter move to just make it the weekend before you
0: know? I yeah, I that's a good point. I kinda I, I for what you brought up I agree with you, but other than that I, I really don't mind it because like you I mean, besides like Abdu, like you said, the whole USA water polo thing, people are just gonna go to the D1, but I also just don't like in general how it's like a week later, how both are a week later, like get that shit over with, like just put it the next weekend, like keep it rolling.
1: It's always got to be in December, I guess, the hunt for December water
0: I guess, yeah, but like as a player and a coach, I know, I have no idea what that feels like to <laughs> go into one of these tournaments. Yeah. But what was the, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just don't like it. I think it's like, uh, I would hate to be a player or a coach and have to do like two whole weeks of waiting and practice it's yeah. just so crappy and like even this week is thanksgiving and stuff yeah you know like you just prolonging it you gotta go home like kids are going yeah. home gonna and stuff. get all out
1: of shape and stuff yeah
0: exactly so i don't know i i don't like the dates in general i think it's whack
1: okay so off of that then like so obviously whittier won and then mit won their conference yeah like do you think that like that they're really gonna like try their best in this tournament or do you think that there's like the four teams are just gonna show up and like like kind of like have fun and like play it out or do you think people are going to take it real serious i, th- I mean uh, they're 100 percent going to take it serious how the hell would you not take it
0: serious like it's d3 na- you had brought it up earlier in the year because i i had mentioned what would you rather win the d3 national championship or your conference and i would rather win my conference
1: well it's i think it's just more challenging like they call it a national championship but like, yeah it's only just like a little four-team tournament yeah
0: right? exactly and and if you look at the records of both of these teams, like, the Skyak is just way better.
1: Yeah, like, there would be, I don't know how the seedings are, but, I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was Williams-CMS again. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's not, yeah, no, I agree. So, I think both teams are for sure going to try, because either way, you're you're playing for a natty, like, I'm not going to just go out there to have fun. Yeah, but. and it's
1: the first ever one, like, you get to be the first champion. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, yeah, it's a national championship. So, I think both teams are going to go for it, but... Like uh, like if CMS ends up like it's the same thing as like the CIF stuff. Like I I would still much rather win CIF than the state or whatever. Yeah, like you know, regional the regional thing. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd much rather win just my normal CIF. You know, Southern section. Yeah, normal shit. I wonder
1: if they get rings for this.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, or participation ribbon. <laughs> participation award. Yeah, whatever it is nowadays. Yeah. True that. Yeah.
1: All right. So enough of that. Let's get into the real hot stuff here. Mm-hmm. So, 9 p.m. Pacific, the NCAA releases the full bracket. Yeah. And I think much to many people's surprise, UOP gets an at-large. And not only that, but they get the number one at large. Um, so I guess let's let's like back this up first. So once UOP lost their semifinal game i know i was tripping out i like sent out like one of those tweets with like the this is fine thing like it felt like to me that the whole season long of gcc like putting in work on all these other teams and it had like all gone to shit because like i could have very realistically seen at that point in time two mpsf teams getting the larges and then we were just back to square one yeah and so I mean, so I'm glad that it didn't turn out that way. I'm actually really excited that GCC got at large because, like we had said weeks ago, like now that this has happened once, like now it's kind of in it's not it's not abnormal, you know. Like you could see it happening again and again, yeah, and for like very deserving reasons, obviously. Um, but do you question the fact that UOP got this at large bid at all? Uh, not
0: I, no. I mean, I question why they got the first one. Okay, I think they should have got the second one. Okay, but yeah, uh, I don't question them getting an at large. Granted, yeah, they lost those two games in the end there, but they lost like they still had such a good resume all year, mm-hmm. and I think they were well deserving of uh of an at large. But I just don't like how they got the second one or the first one because they're saying you know they're better than. USC, they're better than you know all the you know other teams, whatever. But it also just kind of just totally fucks up the bracket. Like, I it's almost like it. I don't know if like the selection committee or whatever did this on purpose because now one side of the bracket is SC, what everybody imagines it'll be SC Stanford, and then the other one UOP Pepperdine in the two semis. And realistically you could say that the left side of the bracket, the MBSF is basically the championship. Yeah. Cause whichever team I feel like in my opinion I mean UOP did I mean who they've beaten they beat USC before and then mm-hmm. they beat Stanford, correct? Yeah. Exactly. So I mean they have a chance to win, but I think in everybody's mind, like they're gonna get throttled. By either of those teams in the championship, I feel like more so for some reason. Like obviously more so Stanford, they're just rolling, you know, like yeah, you know, like huge wins and
1: stuff, and putting up big goals. But I, I just I just don't like it. I don't know. Well, let's talk about the teams' resumes really quick. So USC ended the year fourteen and five overall. UCLA finished the year seventeen and five. Pacific finished sixteen and five. Santa Barbara finished twenty one and seven. Do you think that the two extra losses kicked Santa Barbara out? Now, let me read these tweets that UC Santa Barbara's water polo account just yeah. awoke from like a year-long hibernation and yeah. just started firing off shots really fast. Um, so, why UC Santa Barbara should go to NC two A's: 10 wins against top 8 in the nation. Next best is 7. No comparison. 17 matches played against top 8. Next best is 12. UC Santa Barbara beat Stanford and UOP by 5. USC by 4. Cal by 3 twice. And Pepperdine 3 times, twice by 6 goals. Next one. Hard way to end a great season. To recap, we beat the number 1 seed for NCAA 15-10, number 2 seed 15-10, and number 3 seed by 6 goals twice, and number 4 seed by 4 goals.
0: Yeah, but it's like, I get what they're saying, but that all that shit is earlier in the year. I mean, majority of it is earlier in the year. So... And also, you beat them once or so, Like Then all those teams came back and beat you.
1: It doesn't. I mean, that doesn't do... That's, I don't know. So, this is, why, this is why I think it's interesting, though, is because so UOP got fourth in their conference tournament, mm-hmm. and they get this number one at large bid. So, it's like the committee looked at UOP's resume from across the whole year and ignored the last part of the year. Yeah. Meanwhile, USC lost a ton of games at the beginning of the year, and then they did really well at the end, like beating UCLA and Stanford, but then they lost to Cal in that semifinal. Yeah. So it's like they were kind of only looking at USC's like latest, like like their like latest and greatest like run of form, you know? Yeah.
0: No, but yeah, but you're, but I so I feel like out of the two at larges, it came down to four teams: USC, UOP, uh, UCLA, and Santa Barbara. I don't think Cal. No, Cal was never going to have a chance. Exactly. So I think it came down to the four. And when when you talk about like, you know, whatever amount of time and all that kind of stuff, like USC, I think, solidified themselves like getting those wins again later on in the year because I think we've always talked about it. You don't want to play your best water polo in the beginning of the year. You want to play it at the end. And I think winning and losing games early in the year doesn't
1: really mean that much. It's what you do towards the end of the year. I, just, I truly believe that. So then why this, so then why didn't Pacific get in at large then? They got fourth in their tournament.
0: But I think, but still though, but they still had beaten, how many times did they beat Santa Barbara?
1: They beat Santa Barbara, I'll tell you right now. I have all the schedules up because I knew this would happen. Uh, they lost to them in their last game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they beat them by one goal once, one goal twice, and
0: that's it. So they went 2-1 against them. Yeah. Like I said, though, I, I don't think that the UOP should have got the first at large, but I still think they should have gotten at large. And then they and then they keep bringing up like how they beat Pepperdine. Who the fuck cares that they beat Pepperdine? They still won the conference. Like you're not getting, you're not going to take them out. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. They won, so get rid of that stat. That doesn't count.
1: Maybe in the sense that that they beat the conference champion.
0: Yeah, but they didn't do it in the tournament. So I mean, I get. And then the whole UOP, you know, getting fourth. I, I, but I think if USC loses to UCLA, they're not in. Obviously, like UCLA, and then UCLA gets UCLA's in. in. Yeah.
1: So then let's talk more about UCLA. UCLA was the last undefeated team. Um, they did end the year taking fourth NPSFs, MP, and then directly leading up to that, they got throttled by Stanford seventeen eleven, and lost the crosstown splashdown on television ten seven to USC. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, so like they didn't do so well at the end of the year, and they got snubbed. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just that's why like when I sent out that tweet, I was like kind of tripping because I was I could perfectly imagine USC and UCLA both getting in. Yeah, you know. So that's why I was taken by surprise that UOP got it. Um, you know, I Long Beach wouldn't have gotten it. They have like thirteen yeah. losses on their record. They, I mean, they lost by one goal. All this, they lost. Yeah, you know? Exact, so that yeah. wasn't gonna happen. Um, you know, like if Long Beach. How about if long beach wins the g c c tournament does Pepperdine get the at large they had seven losses on their record they ended up twenty one and seven two i think or twenty four and seven
0: yeah they i mean i think that's a great question yeah i would i kind of feel like i don't know that's tough actually i don't know i i still think u s c gets it and then from there it's like either u o p or pep but i don't know i i just feel i don't know i i feel that u o p should have got it I think that those wins are big, and yeah, I, I'm sticking to it. I think they should have got it. I don't think they should have got the first at large, though. Absolutely not. And I'm curious, like the whole selection committee, like, uh, yeah, what? I think I saw somebody like wrote it out about what they take into consideration. is like win law, obviously win loss, and you know, just the typical kind of stuff. But like, is there other like deciding factors? Like the whole bracket thing, like shit. Like let's let's put in. To like an MPSF team and then, you know, non MPSF, you know, on the like if they hadn't the had decided
1: already that like they're one of these is going to go to the GCC no matter what. Yeah,
0: or yeah, exactly. And then maybe hosting, like maybe that is, a, th- you know, they're like, you know, somebody did
1: bring that up on Twitter. And I was like, well, I think it was Water Polo 0714, the GOAT. Oh, let's go. The retweeted king. Yeah. Um, And then Greg Meskel responded, like, yeah, like, on paper it shouldn't matter, like, dot, 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 like, somehow implying that hosting did have something to do with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I really don't know, like, I have no idea how the whole hosting things work. Like, do they bid on it? Is it, like, do they just rotate around? Like, how much of a factor did that play? Yeah. Um, And so one of these questions that we got on Twitter is from, no mo, Bobo. Um, he was asking us uh, just pretty much. We were kind of already talking about it, but just like how, just like how important it is to you. How important it is the last two months that you're playing being more credible than like the first month. And my answer to that is like the committee wants to see like the teams who are playing the best at the end of the year, you know, which is like why I think it's like understandable that UC Santa Barbara didn't get the bid. Because like yeah like they had all these wins and they're playing great then they're yeah. not playing great now yeah
0: I think a perfect example is what's going on going down right now in college basketball Duke just lost tonight Michigan State lost the other day Kentucky lost like these are all AP like a couple of them were AP ones you know threes in the country there that ain't gonna mean anything down the line unless they keep losing these kind of games yeah you know what I mean but in a couple months from now these are all gonna be you know, top four, top eight seeds and going into March Madness, you know what I mean? Because it, it doesn't really matter what you do in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. But if you keep losing or you're no, then shit, then yeah, that definitely looks bad. Or if you win early and you keep winning, then obviously that's great. But I think no matter what, it's always going to come down to what you
1: do at the end of the year. So I guess that's why, and I'm just going to keep hearkening back to this, is just based on that logic, I just still, it's and i understand like why like there's kind of like this heated this, like discussion about UOPs. is just like were they really playing like their best at the end of the year? I mean they they went undefeated in the regular season play. Yeah. They went 6 and 0 or whatever in the uh in the regular season conference play, 5 and 0, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um but then like they ended the year on a two-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. You know? So I do I think I think it's all just it's quite interesting and like just the bottom line is that just the committee has to like, there has to be more transparency into what goes into these selections. Like next year, like they need to publish like a press release or something like outlining, like this is like, the, these are the things that we factor like RPI, you know, like strength of schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like win loss record in your final 10 games of the year, you know, like head to head versus the teams that made it in through auto bids or like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I think everybody just needs to know because, and this is honestly the first case where this is coming up. Because before it was always just all right, like just gonna go to the next two best MPSF teams and you know just wipe your hands and it's done, like it was a no brainer always. And now, now these people, I don't even know who's on the committee, but these people actually had some work to do this year. Yeah, and actually looking back
0: at UOPs, they lost to Stanford twice, and so. Yeah, and you know, Santa Barbara beat them and stuff like that, and, and UCLA has beaten them. UCLA has beating them, USC. But I mean, like we, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I think all gung ho about it. I I think that they still got it, but because I mean, do, they beat also. So they beat the conference champion fifteen to eight. You know, not even what is that? You know, two weeks before, three weeks before. They you know they beat Pep fifteen to eight. I don't know. You could go around in circles for days about it, though. I just don't... It would be, like you said, it'd be nice to hear exactly from the committee what they took into account, what the reasoning
1: is, but that's why it's not... Yeah. It's, so, I, so my bottom line conclusion is um, Pacific should not have gotten the number one at large. Yeah, correct. I agree. Um, were they deserving of it at large? At all to begin with, um, that's a much more difficult question to answer um, because I see both sides of the coin here. Yeah. Um, However, I think probably just the tipping point for them was like beating SC twice. That's probably why they got the number one at large. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that they went undefeated in the regular season conference play. And, um.
0: Well, because w- when did these come out? You said like 9 o'clock? 9 o'clock on Sunday. So it was, that's 12 o'clock East Coast? Yeah. Um. They were just tired
1: when they made the selection. Uh, yeah.
0: Time. Well, no, well, because the tournament ended that Sunday. Yeah. So I think it is, yeah. Also, maybe it is like a predetermined thing. You know, like. Maybe they just kind of already had their minds up.
1: Minds, minds made up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean. I guess, yeah, I'm just going to have to say that Pacific was probably just the most deserving team out of the three. Mm-hmm. Now, if Pepperdine, I mean, sorry, if Long Beach wins, then it's a whole other story. Yeah. And, like, you could, you could like, legitimately argue for Pepperdine to get in. Um, I'm not going to go into it because it's obviously not something we have to worry about. Um, but they did have really good wins on the record and out the year. So that's why I'm saying that, you know, there's a chance that they might have made it otherwise.
0: Well, um, we well, could talk about this for hours. I well, I just, we I just, on. I just
1: want to hear like your final like conclusion. Yeah, it's on this. kind
0: of what I've been saying. I just, I mm-hmm. don't think they should got the one, but I think they deserved an at large. I Think two is fine.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's um. It. And definitely, at, like bottom bottom line, just I already said it before. Extremely happy that the GCC earned an at large yeah. this season because like, guess a point of inflection, like forever moving forward. I think this is gonna be a thing. And, yeah, I just hope it really continues. Um, so now um, just a, a couple of questions that our faithful listener, Alyssa M.B., mm-hmm. had sent us. Um, she has three of them. So the first one, um, with USC being let back in, uh, what are the odds that they win it all again this year?
0: They're going to win it all. <laughs> no, I, I picked I picked Stanford. But they have a tough road. I, I think Stanford. Like Stanford is just, you know, they're seventeen eleven in this in the championship game. Yeah, It's, like huge. Granted, it was against Cal, but still,
1: it's like it's a lot. I think they have great odds to win it. They just have to go through Stanford. Um. So a follow up to that was, um, like, do you think Pinta's like position as head coach is riding on this? If he wins it, does he keep it?
0: Hmm. I mean, yeah, I I think if he wins it, yeah, I mean it would be really hard to fire somebody who just won you a natty, like that's got to be pretty difficult to
1: do. I mean, no, I like oh. on a results basis, you're obviously exactly right. Um, just like from what I keep hearing about, like the new athletic director, Mike Bone is his name, mm. and um and the uh and the new university president, Kathy, don't remember her last name. Um, like it sounds like that they're just gonna kind of want to like. Wash away all these like long time u s c people and bring in some fresh blood, yeah, and obviously we don't know like how much blood is on Pinta and Casey moon's hands from all of this, yeah um, but just like I just don't know if like being guilty by association will eventually like just do them in no matter what, yeah,
0: like you said you we know?
1: don't i mean if
0: if they if he de- if he wins he's obviously there's no way you could really get rid of him, but if he loses, and there is that in the back of the new new AD's head, then I could
1: definitely see him getting let go. All right. Um. So the next question. Um. And this was a great point. I mean, like you said earlier, one side of the bracket is shaping up to be an all npsf final yeah. or a semifinal, and then the other side is going to be shaping up to be an all GCC semifinal. So, like, kind of unfortunately, it sounds like they might be a couple of great semifinals and then just kind of a shitty championship game mhm you know um and i don't really know how i feel about that i mean yeah
0: it could it could be it could i think it'll go either way i think that the championship game will be like really really bad or really really good mm-hmm. i don't think there'll be really too much in between because uh like you know uop Has already beaten Stanford and has beaten US or not has has not beat Stanford but has already beaten USC. Yeah. So it's like that. It's obviously winnable for them, and they played close games with Stanford either way. So it's not like Mm -hmm. they're getting absolutely wrecked. It's in their home pool. It's in their home pool. I think it's like all the makings Mm -hmm. for UOP to have a good championship if they can get past Pepperdine. But I also don't like. I don't see Pepperdine really hanging with either of those two teams in the championship. I also think championship experience. All that kind of stuff is a huge thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: last time they played Pacific beat Pepperdine, Mm 15-8. So, that was the only time they played this year, too. So, yeah, um, just, you know, transitively speaking, it looks like it would just kind of be a downer. Um, So, and then the last one was, uh, Harvard has had an undefeated season, but has only played against one of the teams competing in the tournament. Their upcoming game against the Bison! Mm -hmm. She said it in all caps. Um, does it say much about their scheduling besides what has already been said on the show or by other spectators that it's like a soft schedule?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's
1: one hundred percent a soft <laughs> yeah. schedule. It's also not really their fault. Yeah. It's not like they can fly to California every weekend or every other weekend. Mm-hmm. It just costs a lot of money to move like twenty ish people yeah. back and forth all the time. And plus like these kids are super smart. They have a lot of really hard classes to deal with. Yeah. Let's not forget that they're students. Um so yeah, I mean it's just the East Coast is just a whole other story. Like, they're just going to be just kind of, like, marooned in that, like, just – they're just going to be stuck with just crappy schedules. And then when they get the chance to play against top teams, like, hope you bring your best firepower you have. Yeah. And that's really it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they've already beaten the Bison, obviously, this year. Just they've played them only once, He said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so if they win that game, they, they play USC, correct? yes and I don't know that'd be super crazy if they were. If they are only only they know how good they truly are mm. you know so if they could take down USC that'd be wild
1: yeah um, now when Harvard and Bucknell played uh, Harvard won 9-8 okay so it was a close game and I mean dude the Bison got uh, fucking what's his name Rade Mr. Mm-hmm. 500 goal scorer so I mean that dude could just drop a 10 piece on their head and just... what you think cheerios <laughs> So um so yeah I I think that'll be an exciting game. We have to pick it right now. They play at twelve thirty, or I'm sorry, nine thirty, um, Pacific time this Saturday. So who you got?
0: They play this Saturday? Yes. Really?
1: Yeah, because it's it's like a play in game. It's a seven team tournament, so it's like a little play in game so that they can move on and play SC in the de facto quarterfinals, oh. the two team quarterfinal. <laughs> Or a 14-quarter final, I mean.
0: I'm picking the Bison, man, and I'm going to flip the score. It's going to be 9-8 Bison.
1: All right. Yeah. I'm going to say Crimson 12-10. Okay. Yeah, but scoring all 10 for the Bison. That would be crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, let us know your thoughts, listeners. Um, Please weigh in. Like, Did the Tigers deserve to get this at-large bid? Um, did they deserve to have the number one? Um, like what do you think about UC Santa Barbara's kind of calling for them to get into the tournament? Um, you know, just just give us your thoughts, like I said, on Twitter at CrossPassPod Um so I also posted on Twitter after the, the brackets came out, um, to pick your best of the rest. Mm-hmm. Create an eighteen bracket um for the best of the rest kind of tournament. So obviously teams that uh that didn't make the big show and uh so I'll go ahead and go first in order I had UCLA, UC Santa Barbara, Cal, Long Beach, UC San Diego, Princeton, LMU and Brown. Yep. Um and I think that UCLA would win it all. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously like the class of that entire thing. They would beat Brown, then um I think that they would end up playing Long Beach in the semifinal because Long Beach has already beaten San Diego this year. That's the 4-5 matchup. Um, I think Long Beach would give them a good game probably, but uh, I think they would win. And then Santa Barbara Cal would come out of that other semifinal. Um, You know, I would just go ahead and say that the Gauchos would do it, go three for three against the, uh, the Golden Bears, and then, yeah, UCLA would win it.
0: Yeah, I have uh, UCLA as the one, then Cal, then Santa Barbara, then Long Beach, then Princeton, then San Diego, Lancers at seven, and G-Dub at eight, and yeah, like you said, I just think UCLA runs away with it. I think it'd be interesting for Santa Barbara just coming out hot, and being pissed, and you know making a run there, but yeah, I think UCLA wins it. But also just like looking at this, I think it's so wild that they don't do just like more teams in the tournament. It's pretty like disappointing. Yeah, I don't. For as much water polo tournaments that there are in the year and JOs is a great example of how many teams can be in a tournament. And, and water polo in general, like all these high school tournaments and club tournaments and stuff like that, like they're just stacked on stacked on stack with teams. And like the end of the year, like where I think there, I think there should be more teams in the tournament. That'd be great
1: i mean there's definitely enough refs to go around yeah um it's not like they need a bunch of crazy facilities you've got the facility that you need yeah just expand the tournament already like make it at least 18s. like yeah exactly maybe at least bump eight. up to 12
0: yeah like, and also the, and also playing out like i've said this a hundred times like play out the tournament like just get it let, let them do it
1: yeah
0: it sucks to like go there you lose one game and then it's out it's like not really much of a championship feel to it or anything like that like just play it out like yeah. you and will probably get some great water polo exactly
1: and um so yeah if you guys want to uh to go ahead and send us your best of the rest of the tournament brackets just go ahead and add us at cross pass pod on the twitter sphere um so we're getting down to the end here let's go ahead and recap cif finals um bosco you went four and three in your picks High school
0: is more my game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I went 1-6. <laughs> yeah. Shouts out, Rancho Mirage, for giving me my one correct selection you. down there in D7. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, in the end of it all, uh, Harvard-Westlake beat Newport Harbor 6-4 in the D1 final. Crazy. Harvard-Westlake beat them again in the in the regional championship yeah. final, too. So that's like 4-1 and one on the year. Yeah.
0: Dude, only the allowing Wolverines. four
1: goals is nasty. <laughs> For a CIF D1 game, like, that's crazy. Sailors could not team up with Napoleon Dynamite and go hunting for Wolverines. No, no, they couldn't. Yeah. Um, In Division two, Foothill beat San Clemente Mm 13-12. Looked like it was a pretty good championship game. Our guy Dan Albano, from those who registered, was posting a bunch of stuff on Twitter, some videos of some goals and all that. So, Foothill, they were powered by a sophomore, weren't they?
0: Yeah, and they have a really good goalie.
1: Yeah, he's He's legit. And he's a senior, though
0: uh i don't know i don't know about that maybe he is yeah but either way but he's super good
1: i think it's cool just like quick side note to see like foothill up there because they've always just kind of been like a like a marquee like high school team
0: i guess for me i'm always curious as to why they're not uh even higher like boys or girls side like just because of socal i don't know how many of those kids go to other schools you know what i mean from the socal club yeah from the socal club like they practice out there like i pretty sure a lot of kids go there. Yeah. You know, like, the, why they're not even even better, unless, mm-hmm. they, like, SoCal is literally just
1: spread out amongst a lot more schools than that, which it seems like it is, but, yeah, that was my only thing. Uh, Division 3, Santa Barbara took down sure 9-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about it, Axel. <laughs> um, Division 4, J-Sarah. The J-Sarah project, the two-year project, man, turned them <laughs> right around into champions there, uh, Brett Ormsby. And just, what a, just what a classy coaching staff that they had, man just ballers at every level. Imagine like being coached by a super high level individual from off all the way up, yeah, like I think I bet you that they like keep this going and kids will start to go there to private school, kids can go there however much they want. Oh yeah, this will be a program a hundred percent up in yeah. the top eight here real soon, yeah, I think so. um yeah, they beat San Juan Hills thirteen to ten uh in division four, Mission Viejo beat Tribuco Hills six four. Mm-hmm. Uh Wait, no, Division 5, sorry Um, Crespi beat Redlands 9-8 in Division 6 And Rancho Mirage beat Ontario 11-9 in Division 7
0: Yeah, not much of a shellacking on any of the parts All really good, close games Yep
1: Too bad nobody could watch them unless they wanted to pony up some money <laughs> I know So, it's pretty ridiculous how you, like There's so few times you can stream and watch water polo you gotta pay for it for yeah time. it kind of sucks um so yeah I guess on to high school girls season now they're already underway aren't they are they playing games yeah and it's it's
0: yeah it's crazy like they had games like that week like that following oh,
1: oh the week after yeah like that oh.
0: Tuesday they were already jamming like really? going on really always when... been like that uh dude i don't know so like i always look obviously like for my job like having to see when like dates are of like when you can play first contest like all that kind of stuff but i think i like saw some tweets of like like one school that was like playing in the championship game and then like have it been like they had a girls game like the very next week
1: yeah all right and uh last but not least like we'd said before the uh usa men's junior national team roster was announced. Um, they're going to World Championships. Yeah, they're uh they're playing from December twelfth to twentieth in Kuwait City, Kuwait. <sighs> yeah, that's uh, that's quite the exotic place to have a tournament, if you ask me. Um, and yeah, like all these players are from colleges. Mm-hmm. And let's see, one, two, three, four, five of these players will be in the NCAA tournament. Like, days before. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, at least they'll be in shape. Yeah. But, um, and that's crazy, man. As, as, as if you weren't already kind of, a little, like, a little bit burned out. Now you got to go, and who knows how that aligns with, like, their final schedules for school and all that. And, like, yeah. Dude, that's it's a pretty gnarly turnaround for those guys. Um, yeah, their group, they're going to play against Italy. Then they play against uh, Iran, Montenegro, and Kuwait. Um, head coach Alex Rodriguez... Is uh, the coach. <laughs> I don't know why I've like that. Sorry, it's 11.59 at night, all right? I got you. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, two senior team players on the team. Hunnis, as if that fool wasn't burnt <laughs> out already. Dude, what a long-ass year that guy's had. And, uh, and I think also a pretty interesting Marco. Marco Vavich is on the team yeah and I just think it's interesting because, like obviously, dude hasn't played a single minute for the Trojans all year. It's so, like has he still been able to practice like is he in shape like i you can't really be in like game shape, Can no, you're you? definitely
0: not in game shape, but there's no there's nothing that you could really do to emulate that so but I mean yeah i think i th- I think we've talked about it. he had to have been like practicing the whole time and stuff,
1: yeah, and I think it like goes to show um how good of a player he is that he still gets selected yeah. for this tournament out of anybody else in the country. and You could have picked any other right-handed attacker yeah. that's been playing all year long. Yeah, exactly. And they still picked him, so props to him for that. Um, the rest of the roster, we have Adrian Weinberg, the standout freshman um, goalie from Cal. Uh, Quentin Osborne, the center from Long Beach. So even though he left UCLA, he's still uh, propped up as one of the best players in the country there at center. Yeah, that one was kind of, I was like, huh, that was, that was weird. Yeah. Um, Jake Earhart from USC. Mason McQuett from UC Santa Barbara. Uh, Warren Loflo, um from Cal. Quinn Woodhead from Stanford. Uh, like we said, Marco. Ash Moulton from UCLA. Hunnis. Tommy Gruel from UCLA. Leo Yuno from UC Santa Barbara. Garrett Zahn from Long Beach. And Kent Emden from Pepperdine. And then alternates are Nathan Puentes from Santa Barbara. And two high schoolers, Nicholas Tierney from Harvard-Westlake and Georgia Vakian also from Harvard-Westlake. Mm-hmm. Um. And I I mostly want to talk about this. I mean, A, you know, you got some shouts out for the USA teams. But, uh, like, these players from Santa Barbara and Long Beach and Pepperdine on the roster, like, I think it's just very clear that their performances with these teams that played well all year have given them this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they get picked for this, if what has happened all year long doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, I also wonder, like, uh, if – or how they how they pick these teams, or if like people turn them down, you know, like you know,
1: yeah, it's another possibility. You know, like
0: LeBron, you know, declining, all these big guys in the NBA declining. So I wonder if there's other people that are just like, you know what?
1: Yeah, and all these guys I believe are like freshmen and sophomores. I guess Quinn would maybe be a junior. Maybe he's like a young junior. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like a there's like an age part of this too. Yeah, that plays into factor, but. Um, No, I was just, like, kind of stoked. Like, the guy, Leo, you know, when I watched them beat USC, I was really impressed with him. And, like, Ross mentioned, like, I think it was off the air, though, like, just, like, how much, like, a quick release he has. Like, I was just impressed with him as a player. And so I just thought it was cool to see, like, guys like him just kind of get rewarded for for having a good season in college. Uh Uh-huh. So, go USA. Let's go. Go and win that world championship. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Um. That was a lot to talk about. Uh, we're both very tired. We're going to go to sleep now. <laughs> we both have work in the morning. And uh, so, yeah, please, please share with us your thoughts. Share with us your best of the rest tournament seatings, all that kind of good stuff on Twitter at the CrossFast Pod. Find us on the Believe Podcast Network. You'll always find a link to the episodes on our Twitter. Um, and yeah, that's about it. So this was episode number 27 of the CrossFast Podcast. Signing off. Peace.